We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Happy May Day. To all you little commies out there, you little Marxist, hopping around to Maypole today, celebrating May Day. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great day it is. I cannot tell y'all how much fun I had today watching the Dems get barred by my man Bill Barr. President Trump made very few mistakes in his first term as an outsider coming into Washington, D.C. I think the only mistakes I could credit him for was not firing Comey day one and for appointing Jeff Sessions. But I think he made up for both with the appointment of Bill Barr. And I would love to hear from you guys and and hear if you agree with me that today was absolutely a phenomenal day. The boss man showed up and barred each and every Democrat, and it was a sight to behold. And they just were completely verklempt. They didn't even know what to do with this man. Shady Sheldon Whitehouse said at one point, I, I, I don't even know how to go down the road with that. That's some, that's, that's some masterful hair splitting you just did on me. I mean, literally, they didn't even know where to go. 888-344-1170. If you know where this is going, I got my gal, Sydney Powell's going to be here, literally wrote the book on this, License to Lie. She's going to be here at the bottom half of the show to talk about where do we go next I can tell you where Barr is not going tomorrow. He's not going before Nadler and that little kangaroo court that they tried to set up for him with some Watergate-esque hearing to where they're putting forth some staffers. I mean, almost every Democrat, almost every elected official in Washington is an attorney, but they do some shady vote today to have staffers try to grill Barr tomorrow. Barr's like, um, you know what? I would, but I don't want to. So no, I ain't showing up tomorrow. Sidney Powell is going to be here, though, to talk about where we go next because and we're going to talk a lot about what happened today, but also about what, what Barr indicated is coming down the road. So stay tuned because we got Miss Sydney who's going to be here a little bit later. We cannot forget about what's happening, particularly on May Day, down in Venezuela today. So Don Jans is going to be here to talk about that. You know, he wrote the book The Road to Tyranny, and he knows socialism and Marxism and all the different isms like the back of his hand. So he's going to be here to talk about that. And if you want to call in, again, the number is 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter. If you're watching and commenting on Facebook Live, you know, I love all y'all. I'm going to try to read some comments out today, tonight, uh, because I desperately want to hear what you guys, if you watched it, a lot of people didn't watch Bar today. Um, But if you did, I'm curious your thoughts. And the man who will take your calls, if you do, and and he's monitoring the Facebook Live, he's keeping the wheels going on the AK show here, he just, he's a multitasker using his orange fingers. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. Can you dig it? you should have known by now, Carrot Sticks does it. I didn't get to see Barr, so I'm excited for tonight's show. I'd like to, for you to give us all the highlights. Yeah, you know what? I, I was torn because there were so many sound bites that came out of today that were so brilliant. I thought I would it would end up taking up my entire show if I played all of the incredible sound bites because there were so many. And uh, it, and it's it, and it just goes to show what a brilliant job he did because these hearings 
are really about the different elected officials, both Republicans and Democrats, trying to find sound bites for themselves, puffing out their chest to try to show, particularly the ones that are going to run for president in 2020, or the ones that are up for reelection, or the one, well, really all of them, because they're all they're really about for the most part. Most of them, with few exceptions, like Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows and Devin Nunes and and Ted Cruz, most of them are just all day thinking about how they're going to get reelected, and so that's what these hearings are all about. But the most amazing Amazing sound bites came out from Barr today, which is why it was a horrifically bad day for the Democrats today. What really stood out for me in terms of what the plan was on the part of the Democrats, which failed so spectacularly, was we had, and, and even though we've got Strzok Page and all the rest of them out of the FBI and the DOJ at this point, make no mistake about it, the deep state is alive and well because somebody leaked out that letter that Mueller sent Bob Barr, and that set the stage for their attempt to destroy Bill Barr today, and it did not work. In fact, the big loser today, whether we're talking about that letter itself, whether we're talking about uh, the accusations and the attempts to put to tell Barr that he needed to resign or impeach, or you know, everything that was, uh, was about today, it, really the ultimate loser in all this was Mueller. The biggest loser in this whole thing today was the man who was not physically in the room, and that was Mueller. And it's because what they tried to do today was they tried to deflect away by using the letter that, that Mueller sent. And, and what happened, if you guys aren't familiar with the letter, so we all know that Mueller drops this report on Bill Barr. What many people did not know at the time was, over that weekend, Bill Barr crafts a, a four-page summary of the conclusions. He calls Mueller on the phone and says, hey, I got this four-page summary of the conclusions. You interested in seeing it? And he says no. So then you all know what happens. Barr comes out with a summary, no collusion, no obstruction. And then three weeks later, he releases the full report. Well, evidently, at some point after the four-page summary was of the conclusions was released, Mueller sent a letter to him yammering and complaining and whining that he really didn't like that the summary of the conclusions was put out the way that it was because it didn't give the full context of everything. In other words, and so that when that letter was from Mueller to Barr was leaked last night before the hearings, that set the stage for what this was about today because they had to deflect away from the fact a couple of things. The fact that the Mueller report did not find anything, any crimes whatsoever on President Trump, whether we're talking about collusion or whether we're talking about obstruction. And they also wanted to deflect, uh, deflect away from the fact that what was missing in the investigation for two and a half years was where the real collusion was. And that was on the part of Hillary Clinton hiring Fusion GPS to hire a foreign national who then used multiple Russian sources to craft a dossier of lies that was then used to illegally spy on the opposition party campaign. So they had to go to this Mueller letter, which in my opinion was a setup by Mueller. If Mueller was so concerned about what was in that four-page summary of the conclusions that Bill Barr came out with, why did he decline to see it? Because he wanted something to yammer about. He wanted something to complain about. All Mueller did with that letter All it proved to the American people today was that he was nothing but a show for the Democrat Party, that he knew what his job was, and it was to damage President Trump. And what he was upset about was that Barr didn't pick up the ball and go with it. Barr did not do what he was supposed to do as part of the deep state of what Jeff Sessions would have done. 
He didn't continue to further the false narrative that President Trump did something untoward. Oh, context. The reason why Mueller was so concerned about context in the 400 pages and the reason why he crafted 400 pages, including 10, quote, obstruction episodes, was because he knew he didn't have any goods on Donald Trump, and he knew that what his job was was to further damage the credibility of Trump. So he wanted the context put out there. One of the many brilliant highlights for me today on Bill Barr was when Bill Barr got fed up with being asked about why he did this four-page summary was when he said, look, First of all, he said, Mueller works for the Department of Justice. He works for me. And his job was done when he put out that report. And from that point on, it was my baby. And I had the right to decide what was released and when it was, how much. And he could have released nothing. He had no obligation to release anything to the public. And he said, you know what? He said, what I did was, to use an analogy, he says, I go out there and I'm giving you verdict from a trial in advance of the transcript being released. And I got the prosecutor tapping me on my shoulder going, oh, wait a second. You're not giving the full context. How about you talk about that great exhibit I showed on day three? He goes, it wasn't my job to release any context. That's a bunch of crap. And another brilliant point from him was when he got sick and tired of being yammered about why he had to, why he exonerated Trump. He talked in detail about the fact that it is not our job at the Department of Justice to exonerate people because we have as citizens the presumption of innocence in this country. And what our job is as prosecutors is to investigate crimes and to prove a crime is committed. And if it isn't proven, then that person's presumption of innocence stands. So what what he did in that moment was he proved what an absolute corrupt crook and weaponized deep state operative Mueller is. And not one Democrat could land a hand on him. Not one of them. But my favorite moment, my favorite moment was, and and there was so many different attempts to try to get at him from obstruction and try to get at him from, so they had to shift from when there was no crime. So then they had to shift to, okay, well, maybe it was wrong that he did certain things. So my, (laughs) there was so many great funny moments. A funny moment was when, uh, Mr. Stolenbauer Blumenthal was like, well, did you memorialize that conversation on the phone with Mueller? Because he says, he says, yeah, I called Mueller up after I got the letter. And I'm like, hey, dude, why didn't you pick up the phone and call me? What, what's your problem with the four pages? And he says, Mueller didn't have a problem with my conclusions because they were factual. He had a problem with the way the media was characterizing the outcome, which just goes to prove that Mueller, all Mueller cared about and his whole goal was to con- continue to push a false narrative. So then Blumenthal's like, you going to give me the notes of your call? He goes, no, you don't need my notes. But the best moment of all, as Jesse Kelly put out on Twitter, he said, 911, we've got a mur- <laughs> we've got a murder here. It was Diane Feinstein after she tried to grill him on Barr and Trump obstructing justice with telling McGahn to fire Mueller. This is how she tries to wrap up. She thinks she's got the smoking gun. Listen to this. Just to finish this, but you still have a situation where a president essentially tries to change the lawyer's account in order to prevent further criticism of himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a crime. (laughs) It still makes me laugh. The 
first time I heard it this morning. I literally laughed out loud. Maybe you need to see her face in that moment because she literally thinks she's got the smoking gun on him. That's not a crime. And at one point, since they had to shift from crimes because they didn't have any, they had to shift in all these wrongdoings. At one point, somebody says to him, uh, well, do, don't you think it's wrong that, that he tried to get somebody to lie? He says, no, I'm not in the business of trying to determine if somebody's lying to the American people. I'm in the business of determining if a crime has been committed. And there wasn't any. At least not on the part of Trump. A little bit later, Sidney Powell's going to be here to talk about who really is in the crosshairs of some crimes. And it might even begin with Nellie Orr. There are charging papers right now being reviewed from Miss Orr with her honeydew list to her hubby Bruce Orr. When we come back, we got to shift gears, though, a little bit. We're going to go down south. We're going to get into Venezuela. We're going to talk about that with my buddy Don Jans. But I want to hear from you guys, 888-344-1170, whatever, you, your, whatever your thoughts are on uh, Bar Today and the Dems getting barred. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than five. $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. Exclusions apply. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, my glasses and contacts are a pain. I- I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. 
because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text VISION11 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text VISION11 to 350-350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's VISION11 to 350-350. Whether you're a doctor, lawyer, or business owner, you need to hear this. Hi, I'm Ken Tyler, president of Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it can be to get a home loan. So we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call Sergio, my top agent, at 833-886-3863. 833-886-FUN. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. Call Sergio now at 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. So if you're self-employed, want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call now, 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. Retroid Mortgage is licensed by the BRE 0194-3736 and NLF Moment 32583 and is an equal opportunity lender. AM 1170, The Answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You can you can just call me Tickle Pink. Yeah, I am over watching Barr today. It was absolutely brilliant. I, I just can't wait to tune in tomorrow and see what these Democrats are going to do when Barr does not show up. To uh, their little uh, dog and pony show. They just expected him uh, to, you know, he's like the legal version, the AG version of Trump. He's like, I'm just, I'm going to do what I what I want to do and what I feel is right to do. And I'm going to uphold the rule of law and I'm not going to participate in your nonsense. And it's just absolutely refreshing uh, to see that. And no, he wasn't doing Trump's bidding. He was actually he was a, a man of, of law. He was like a boss today, man. I was digging it. Uh, speaking of a boss man, Don Jans joins me now, the who, the author of The Road to Tyranny. There's a boss man down in Venezuela that's kind of hiding out today, surrounded himself with some Cub- Cubano military types. I'm not sure if that's going to save him. Here to discuss Venezuela and uh, some accusations today that all the problems down there are the result of the United States is my buddy Don Jans. Hey, Don, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much. Nice to be back, Andrew. Just one quick comment on the bar yeah. situation. Connecticut, Hawaii, California, New Jersey have absolutely every reason to be totally ashamed. They all should hang their heads in shame for putting people like they have in the Senate. Yeah. I thought I thought those four were absolutely embarrassing. Well, yeah, they were. I mean, Hirono the haint. I mean, you know, Google it if you're if you're not a Southerner and you don't know what a haint is. I mean, she put the H in haint today, behaved in such an abominable fashion. But actually, I was glad that she did, Don, because Lindsey Graham shut off her microphone and was like, you know what? You have slandered this man long enough. And, you know, you're not going to get another chance to do that. And then later on, Barr was able to address that and say, this is absolutely ridiculous that it has gotten to the point here to where... The president of the United States 
has been been falsely accused. He was accused of being a traitor, committing treason, being an agent for a foreign governor government and for two and a half years he has lived under the cloud of that as he's tried to do his job and after two and a half years Barr says the results come out of the Mueller report that he didn't do any of that and instead you guys are sitting here trying to act it and behaving as though he did so yep. I was actually kind of glad that the idiots on the Dems went too far. In fact, I did a hit on another uh, another media outlet this afternoon, and the Democrat I was debating had to say that they went too far. And they, they, yeah, they, they overplayed their hand, and it actually, I think, worked to Barr's uh, benefit. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Sidney Powell's going to be on the show in a little bit. Uh, I, there was a lot of comments. Uh, you know, um, There was one representative, Senator Hawley, who talked about what this was really about. He didn't use the word coup attempt or takedown attempt, but he, he read some uh, text messages from Peter Strzok and said what this was really about was some elites yeah. in the U.S. government deciding that they knew better than the American people and that they were going to overturn an election. And let me tell you, yeah. it's awfully reminiscent of what type of, of crap is going on down in Venezuela, isn't it? Well, these people, these people are proposing the same types of policies for the United States that um, Chavez brought into Venezuela. The time frame. It's so short in, in Venezuela. We have to remember, prior to Chavez, they were a very wealthy country. In uh, 1998, Chavez came in and started to advocate much of the same things that these people are advocating for the United States today. In 2001, Andrea, they started to confiscate income. They started to confiscate private property. They had the central planning. They had all of the same, a, a free this for, a free everything for everybody. They had all the same types of program start in 2001 mm-hmm. that that we're here being called for today in the United States. We get up to 2005 and Chavez or, uh, or the um, socialists at that time say, okay, we no longer like what the press is saying, so we're going to pass a law that you can't criticize. Mm-hmm. And they started to put a hold on freedom of speech. Then, and this is major, and we have to really, really understand why we have the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was not put into our Bill of Rights so that we could go out and, and practice um, uh, target shoot or go out and shoot uh, for hunting or whatever else. It was put in for this very reason. It was right. in 2012 that Venezuela said, no more guns, no more ammunition can be purchased. Right. Today we see the chaos in the street. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we see yeah. these people having absolutely no way to, or to try and regain their freedom, right. because all the all the um, um, uh, arms arms are, are, are gone. Yeah, yeah, and one one of the things, think one item that you did miss in your timeline, I think, is I'm not sure exactly at what point uh, the socialist, same as here in the United States, they never can admit that their policies are failing. It's just that it didn't go far enough. Example with Obamacare, as it started to fail, and people were supposed to have premiums, the cost of their cell phone, uh, which isn't true, and their deductibles are twelve thousand dollars a year, and they don't have access, and half the doctors don't accept it. Well, we just need to go to single payer. Same thing happened. In Venezuela, when the socialist policies were failing, what did the government do? They doubled down and said, okay, well, now, in addition to seizing private property, we're going to seize all industry. We're going to nationalize every business down there. And that's really what put the final nail in the coffin economically. I don't know if you heard the anti Semitic, Jew hating Ilhan Omar and what she had to say today. She, I, I want to play this clip for you and get your response. 
Uh, thank you, Amy, for, for having me. It's really great to join you all this morning. Um, I concur with what Professor Sachs was saying. You know, I mean, a lot of the policies uh, that we have put in place has kind of helped lead um, the devastation in Venezuela. And we've sort of set the stage um, for where we are arriving today. Uh, this um, particular bullying and the use of, of sanctions to um, eventually intervene and um, make. I, I can't listen to her anymore. No, I can't listen. She's actually got the gall to blame the collapse. But this is so typical of the left, right? To blame the United States of America for Venezuela's policies and what they've done to destroy their own country. But they have, she has to blame the United States because the reality is, is the Islamists in this country want a centralized system of power just like the socialists do. It's a natural partnership. And they can't admit that it's the socialist policies that are failing. No, it's got to be our fault. Right. Absolutely has to be our fault. Don't forget, don't forget that Mr. Bernie Sanders back in, in um, oh, I don't know, 10, maybe as close as 10 years ago, mm-hmm. said that in Venezuela, they are living the American dream more than we are living it here. Oh, yeah. Was he down there with Danny Glover? Because that's the kind of thing that Danny yeah. Glover and uh, who was the who who's the actor who played Spicoli? He's no smarter in real. Sean, Sean Penn. He's no smarter than Spicoli, uh, who, who was down there sucking up to Chavez. Where are they all now? Right. Yeah. Living the American dream. I guess if you think the American dream is to not have access to the Internet, not be able to speak, uh, not have toilet tissue and you got to eat your dog. And and then and then you you have access to food, you have access to medicine. All you have to do is let it come across your border. All you have to do is open your border and say, "Okay, come on in. And once it's in, we're going to close our border because I want my people. To have food, I want my people to have medicine. I want to take care of my people. This is what we have to learn, and we have to learn it. The socialists do not care about the people. The socialists care about one thing, and one thing only, and that is power. Well, one of the things that I I asked the question last night on my show, and I put a poll question on Twitter, whether or not the U.S. military should intervene down there. Maduro is hiding behind Cuban troops. We know that Russia is down there. In fact, Maduro supposedly wanted to leave, and Russia said, no, you ain't going anywhere. I don't think that the United States should intervene at this point. Didn't we already save the world from communism? So why now should we go down there and try to rescue a nation that did this to themselves? Because at the point that they did this, there was enough history out there. And they had access to the Internet and they had access to world history to know that what they they voted for themselves down there was going to end up in this path. Yes, yes, they did. And and we see now the United States today sees what's happening in Venezuela. And what do we do? We are still discussing. People are still saying we should follow the exact same policies that Venezuela followed. And somehow things are going to turn out differently. Folks, things don't turn out differently. Socialism cannot work. Do I think we should help um, um, Venezuela, the people of Venezuela? Not militarily. No, I'd hate to see us going militarily. But I do think, and it, comes, it, it, it would bring about two things. I do think a, a strong total um, uh, a surrounding of Venezuela and not allowing any Cuban uh, ships or any Cuban help to come in and also a good, strong, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Andrea? Uh, well, not Trump, boycott. Trump signaled embargoes last night. 
And Barbara, yeah. yes, I think we should. I think we should take this opportunity and put a strong embargo on on Cuba as well. Remember how Cuba is surviving even to this day. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for, if it were not for Obama, Cuba would be in exactly the same position that Venezuela is in right now. But it was Obama who went in there and right. started to open it up and started to encourage trade and started to um, um, uh, bring back some some. Um, of money into the Cuban right. economy. Right. And so. it was supposed to go down to the people. Of course, it never does. It never really makes its way never down does. to the people. No. Uh, well, we got to leave it there, Don. You're going to have to continue to come back as we keep watch of what's uh, happening down there. We didn't really have a chance to get into the to the details and the history of May Day, but it's just another little commie, uh, you know, workers unite, uh, little Marxist day of which we do not celebrate here. We celebrate freedom, free markets, individual freedom, and individual liberty. Thank you, Don Jans. His book is The Road to Tyranny. All right, now we're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of tyranny, we got to revisit what's going on with this weaponized FBI and DOJ because you know what? Bob Barr talked about today. He talked about investigations. There's something like 15, 16 investigations involving leaking, uh, FISA, war abuse, all kinds of stuff that's going to be happening. We got to talk to Sidney Powell about it when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. The Answer San Diego has gone interactive. Download our free app to get special offers, deals, and more than just status updates and pointless selfies from your smartphone. Let's take a selfie. Did you hear something that you want to weigh in on? Download the free The Answer app to instantly call or email the station straight from your mobile device. The app is social, making you the first to know and respond. Download the free app today. The Answer San Diego. The best conservative coverage in San Diego. Read the latest breaking news, top business analysis, and the funniest political cartoons. <laughs> Register for the Answer San Diego's newsletters. Use keyword newsletter. Stay current on politics, contests, events, and more. Be among the first to know about the latest books from top conservative authors, special signing events, and promotions. Register today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Keyword newsletter. Sponsored by Richard Musio, host of It's Your Business. Sundays at 9 a.m. only on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Jim Peterson with Solar for America. Look, the summer months are fastly approaching, and the fact of the matter is the utility rates have already announced kilowatt-hour rates to near double the next 48 months. 
Plus, the solar federal tax credit is going from 30% this year to 26% next year. So the incentive is going down while the rates are rising. How do you mitigate that? You call Solar for America right now. 888-626-3335. 888-626-3335. Look, rates are rising. The federal incentive is going down. It takes seven minutes or less to go solar. I've got the best terms. So your payments are going to be less than half of what you're paying the utility company. And you're going to have solar panels on your roof producing clean, renewable energy. Solar for America right now. Seven minutes or less to go solar. 888-626-3335. That's 888-626-3335. Or at solarforamerica.com. California CSLB 1045872, Mother's Day is only a couple weeks away. Now, before you go and pick out a bouquet off the internet, you know, the ones that always look incredible on the website but are small and unimpressive in person, and before you pay through the nose for overpriced flowers, you know, the delivery that runs between 5 a.m. and midnight but costs double for them to show up before dinner, before you do any of that, drop by La Mesa Floral Design Shop and ask for Joni. Her 20 years of experience helps her put together an incredible bouquet of flowers for mom no matter your budget. La Mesa Floral Design Shop has everything you need to be the favorite kid come Mother's Day. And as if all of that isn't enough, Joni is offering 20% off for all Answer San Diego listeners. Seriously, right between Grossmont Center and the Village, it's less than 15 minutes from almost anywhere in San Diego, on the corner of Jackson and La Mesa Boulevard, or visit them online at lmflorals.com. That's lmflorals.com. Do Mother's Day right this year at La Mesa Floral Design Shop. So much more than a florist. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show 888-344-1170. Super excited to have my next guest on. Uh she literally wrote the book about what we saw witness today and I can't wait to get her perspective on what uh, on her thoughts of Bill Barr today before Congress. It, y'all know I'm talking about Sydney Powell from the book License to Lie. Hey Sydney, Welcome to the Andrea, hey, Andrea. Hey. Oh, so much good juicy sound bites came out of bar today. I was so happy. Um, your thoughts? Well, I'm I'm just tickled to death that we have an attorney general who is fearless and who is unflappable and dedicated to the rule of law, just facts and law, no drama, no hysteria. Just the facts and the law and tells it like it is. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, one of the things that he told it like it was, it, to me, as, as I said at the outset of the show, which you didn't hear, uh, was that the, the big loser of today was not present physically, and that was Mueller, because Barr just question after question. They tried to set up Barr with this letter that, that Mueller sent. Uh, even though Mueller had been offered an opportunity to see the four-page summary of findings by Barr, he declines. Then he has a little hissy fit because he doesn't like what's in it supposedly, so sends a letter to Barr, leaks it right before the hearing. It was nothing but a setup, and he's the in- one who ended up looking bad um, and because Barr had to educate everyone. Exactly, every- because yeah. he had to admit in the conversation with Barr he had no problem at all with Barr's conclusions in the in the original summary letter, what he was complaining about. 
that was the way the media characterized everything. Well, welcome. Yeah, President Trump's been dealing with that for over two years, thanks to Mr. Mueller and Mr. Weissman. Right. Uh, Mueller also miscalculated Barr and thought that, and I thought Barr explained it well, they tried to, the Dems tried to go after Barr today saying, well, you exonerated him, like you're acting on behalf of the president. And he was like, well, unfortunately, this was dumped on my lap. You know, he said uh, the deputy, meaning Rosenstein and I, were forced to make a decision and reach a judgment because we we're not supposed to be a department that just does endless investigations, doesn't reach conclusions, and then dumps 400 pages on the public. That would have been, quote, irresponsible and unfair for the department to to not reach a conclusion and so uh, and to leave the public hanging. And so they reached a conclusion which was based on 400 pages of evidence that Mueller produced. So, you know, it was Mueller who put them in the position to have to reach a conclusion, and so they did. And it was the right col- uh, conclusion. So then the Democrats had to turn it around and 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 say to Barr, well, why didn't you question Mueller's investigation? It was insane. Well, frankly, Mueller reached a conclusion because he did not recommend any indictment of the president, and it wasn't because the president is the president. The only valid reason he didn't recommend indictment is because he doesn't have a case. And you can see that from page nine of volume two, the whole obstruction narrative they created, where they talk about potentially relevant statutes in an ordinary case after they've conducted an investigation with unlimited resources for over two years. Mm -hmm. The best they've got is a statement talking about potentially relevant statutes in an ordinary case. Number one, if you can't say this is a violation of X, Y, and Z, you don't have a case. And number two, this is no ordinary case. Mueller had all the power. He had the authority. He had everything he needed. If he had had a case against Donald Trump, he had the opportunity to say it. Barr testified today that both he and Rosenstein encouraged Mueller to make that decision and Mueller refused to make it. And he was surprised he wouldn't make it. Right. And he, yeah, in fact, and I'm quoting, I wrote down here, he did make it. Right. He said uh, when he had a meeting with Mueller, he said that Mueller was still developing a reason for not making a decision. Well, that's because uh, he didn't want to state in there. He wanted to put out 400 pages of quote context because he knew that he didn't have any crimes against Trump, but he wanted to fulfill the job on the, on the part of the Democrats to undermine Trump and to make him look bad. And that's the whole reason why he put, in fact, one of the things that Barr mentioned today, which was was really important, was, you know, he didn't understand this whole thing. He said it was all nonsense to me about this, uh, I can't exonerate him. He says that we don't, we're not a department that seeks to exonerate people. We either prove a case or we don't have a case. That, that we, uh, Americans have the right of to be considered innocent and to proven guilty. We don't seek to prove people guilty, uh, exonerate people of crimes that they haven't been convicted of. So basically he flipped the burden of proof. Uh, Mueller tried to because he didn't have any evidence against President Trump. I'm not an attorney, so I'm butchering and kind of twisting, but you you get my point. Um, Yeah, that, that sums it up well. That's that's it. There were neither facts nor law that would support an obstruction of justice prosecution here. The only two decisions that have addressed even the broadest statute on which they tried to rely under a theory that's never been accepted before don't even apply it in the context of an FBI investigation. Now, what did you think? Don't have right. 
Right. And Barr said that it was Mueller's job to make a prosecutorial decision, and he didn't. What did you think about Klobuchar saying that there's a pattern here? She kept saying there was a pattern here that, that in other words, because each individual, she's trying to grasp at straws that because there were each individual, quote, episode of which Barr said, look, if you weren't going to reach a decision, you should have stopped investigating obstruction because your job is not to investigate and then dump it out on the public. So if you were not going to well, reach frankly, a decision. they did a gross injustice when they investigated obstruction past the issue of firing Comey because the president had every right to fire Comey. Everybody wanted Comey fired. And firing Comey didn't have any effect on any investigation whatsoever. When the president has the absolute right to fire somebody, it cannot be obstruction of justice, period. And all the rest of the investigation and the fact that there was no collusion, which everybody knew from the beginning, certainly Mr. Mueller did because Weissman was running the back channel with Bruce Orr at Department of Justice between Nellie Orr, Christopher Steele, Fusion GPS, and all that mess to create the whole Russia collusion lie to begin with. Mm -hmm. So Mueller, as soon as he got there, knew there was no Russia collusion. They manufactured the entire thing, a completely bogus investigation for two years, trying to create a crime or provoke the president into doing something that they might then say, oh, this is obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we know everything we know is because the president waived every privilege to which he was entitled Mm -hmm. under any construction of the law so that the American people could see the entire everything. Right. Well, speaking of Nellie Orr, uh, John Solomon has an article out today about the high honey emails. She had quite the honeydew list. She sent about 300 and something emails wanting her honey to look at. And if you read this article from John Solomon, basically, uh, to make a long story short, she sent hundreds of emails uh, to him. She uh, some of and those other people at DOJ. Exactly. And that's a really important point, because when she was brought before Congress and she was questioned, she said clearly, when asked that the only people she had communicated with was her husband and Christopher Steele, when that was not true. Hundreds of emails went to somebody Wheatley and some Hitler or whatever, Hitler or whatever his person's name is. So they're actually uh, looking at uh, charging papers for her right now. And, you know, if uh, if just half of this is true, I mean, it's clear that these emails from her and what she worked on was actually what launched uh, the investigations in the beginning. And it goes long before George Stephanopoulos. And um, so it's it's really clear that uh, this what what really happened today. In fact, John Hawley, I pulled pulled the quote from him. I don't know if you heard John Hawley today, but I'm not going to play. Josh Hawley, yeah, Josh Hawley, uh, he's on Hannity right now. Yeah, um, he read Peter Strzok's text and said, "Really, what this is all about today is this is about some elites." And he was the only one who really put it in this context. He said, this is yeah. about elites. He, he, the, the text that he read was about, and he read it multiple times, Peter Strzok talking about, I'm at Walmart and I can smell the Trump supporters, that this was about elites deciding that they were going to, they knew better than the American voter. And so they were going to, to install the person that they wanted to be as president, completely undermining our, our, our election. And that's really, to me, uh, I was glad that that came out today. I felt like it was a complete disaster for the Democrats. But I want to get back to Klobuchar saying that there was a pattern here of obstruction. That, that Yeah, well, that doesn't work. Totality of the circumstances in a legal concept works for things like whether there's probable cause to get a search warrant. It doesn't work 
for proving obstruction of justice, which requires specific intent, and there has to be a, a specific instances of, of things, each of which constitute obstruction. You don't get to put together uh, 50 different incidents to try to create one obstruction offense. Obstruction of justice is things like taking a hammer to a blackberry that's been subpoenaed into evidence. And bleach bidding and bleach of justice. Yeah. And using yeah, bleach bidding. Destroying 33,000 yeah. emails that are evidence is obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice isn't that hard to figure out when it exists. Well, they were trying Obviously, torturing. It didn't exist here, which is right. why Mueller had nothing. Right. And I thought it was an interesting exchange. I thought that uh, Barr did a great job of explaining how instructing McGahn to correct the record of a Washington Post or, or I don't remember if it was WAPO or a New York, New York Times article uh, after McGahn had already given his testimony is not obstruction. He's wanting to correct a, a false story out there. And and in terms of even, even telling McGahn that he wanted to see Mueller taken out because of a conflict of interest, the implication is is that Mueller would be replaced. So if that's the most that they've got for obstruction, you know, I mean, it was ridiculous. But where some people, there was a, a former prosecutor who said that where he felt that Barr was weak was in talking about how answering the questions about whether or not they were fully cooperative in the after asking how can Trump be have been fully cooperative when he asked for Jeff Sessions to unrecuse himself. Oh, I never thought Sessions should have recused himself in the first place. Rod Rosenstein had a hell of a lot more conflicts than Sessions did. Well, yeah, I don't see any problem with that not being cooperative? Uh, half the country was thinking Sessions shouldn't have recused or should have unrecused. Right, because to me, the definition of cooperation that mean you're not cooperating with an investigation. Asking the attorney general to do his job is not co- un- <laughs> not cooperating with an investigation. I hadn't even heard that one. Yeah, um, well, and I and I felt like maybe Barr could have been a little bit. I mean, he looked like he was confused that they were even asking him something so stupid you know as though you know the president is not above the law this is kind of how i wish he had explained it you know correct me if i'm wrong the president's not above the law but he's not beneath it either and he's got the right to want to have an attorney general uh do his job he's got the right first of all to have an attorney general at all second of all to have one that's overseeing an investigation in which he knows that he's innocent and he absolutely has a right to believe as part of a weaponized deep state seeking to destroy him for strictly political reasons he's got a right to defend himself yes definitely where final question for you with a minute left and I'm, I'm over break where do you see this going from here do you believe that that Barr he said that he's going to investigate the leaks he's going to investigate the FISA abuses he's going to investigate uh, the the start of this investigation I believe now more than I ever did that Barr will prosecute anybody who's committed a crime he doesn't care who he is do you agree I do I'm very optimistic in that regard. And he has to if he wants to restore the rule of law and the integrity of the Department of Justice and the faith of the people in any of it. I lied. Last question. Barr decided he ain't going to accept that invitation to go tomorrow to to that shenanigans show that they tried to put forth with a bunch of staffers as attorneys. Uh, I'm delighted. I wouldn't go either. (laughs) All right. Well, Sydney Powell, thank you for being here. Her book is Licensed to Lie. People have been talking about it now for a while because, you know, it's the inside scoop. It's the inside baseball on everything that's going on here. So it helps you to really understand what's happened here. Sydney, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrea. My pleasure. All right. Stay tuned. We got one more final segment on the Andrea K. Show coming up. Going to take a skinny little break. We'll be right back. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree purchase your copy of facing reality in american education today at amazon.com you don't know what you don't know your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan andrea k here recently recognized top san diego attorney rod hatley is honest fair caring and has helped so many of my friends it's in rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand a costly devastating seven-year probate after his father's death don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The Answer. Many solar companies send out inexperienced salesmen who aren't qualified to know what to look for when evaluating your home for adding a solar system. This includes evaluating your current electrical panel. Hello, I'm Jesse Keegan with Keegan Electric Solar. Your family deserves the best. As a certified electrical contractor, I'll personally look at your electrical panel and make sure it's solar ready. A lot of homes in San Diego require electrical panel upgrade because of the increase in our overall electrical demands and aging electrical panels. Keegan Electric Solar only installs solar ready electrical panels. Get the job done right. Whether you need trenching to move your electrical panel because of your gas line or just an overhead service from the power pole, let Keegan Electric Solar guide you through the electrical panel upgrade process. Call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376. That's 619-742-8376. Or visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. Six months to the day of the infamous synagogue massacre in Pittsburgh, neo-Nazi terrorism struck again with a murderous rampage at a vibrant Hasidic congregation in suburban San Diego. The attack occurred days after the New York Times and Representative Ilan Omar both outrageously described Jesus as a Palestinian, obscuring the well-known fact that he identified as Jewish both ethnically and religiously. It also came at a time when the Times had to apologize for a vile, anti-Semitic cartoon showing the Prime Minister of Israel as a dog leading a blind, yarmulke-wearing Trump. No, it's not true that Democrats have become anti-Jewish. The overwhelming majority of Jewish voters continue to identify as Democrats and play leadership roles in the party. But facing an undeniable upsurge in anti-Semitism, Democrats have been reluctant to call out the haters in their midst, especially in contrast with the GOP and its consistent support for Israel and religious liberty. I'm Michael Medved. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Whether you're an aficionado or just picking up memorable gifts for the tobacco lover in your life, Liberty Tobacco has just what you're looking for. As San Diego's oldest independent tobacco store that's been serving San Diego since 1957, Liberty Tobacco has one of the largest selections of premium imported cigars with all the top brands, like My Father, Arturo Fuente, Padron, and Liberty Tobacco is San Diego's only authorized dealer for the much-desired Davidoff cigar. There's more than just cigars at Liberty Tobacco, too. They feature a selection of exclusive 
exquisite handcrafted pipes from top makers around the world and some of the most unique blends of custom pipe tobacco. Be sure to follow Liberty Tobacco on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with promotions, events, and happy hour deals. You can get cigars, pipes, and tobacco anywhere. But if you want the lowest prices and the most experienced staff, Liberty Tobacco is the only place in town you need to go. To find the location nearest you, visit libertytobacco.com. That's libertytobacco.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Hey, DJ Carrot Sticks, um, have you had your measles vaccine? Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm 100% sure I have. Well, you know, I'm 100% sure I have too, but I might need to get another one because that's, uh, you know, there was a measles uh, case the first measles case in Orange County in I don't know how many years, and the crowd uh, could at the um, Avengers Endgame screening could have been exposed to measles. Wait, it said screening at at the yeah at the Avengers Endgame movie screening. There was somebody with the measles there. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. So yeah, you know, um, it's uh, last night we talked. I think there's been like 800 cases of the measles around the country. What's happened is we've got. Uh, we've got an influx. We are importing diseases from measles, from whooping cough, TB, um, my personal favorite, the flesh-eating bacteria. We've brought that across our borders. And then, of course, the sanctuary cities are, you know, anti-vax. So many of the anti-vaxxers are living in the sanctuary cities, the big areas. And, you know, it's uh, so connect the dots. And here we've got a problem. So I don't know how long it's been. They're saying that a lot of people might need to get, you know, another vaccination, depending on, you know, when you had it. You know, I grew up in the military. I mean, they they stuck a needle in us every chance they got. So I know. In fact, I have my childhood immunization card. Uh, so I know that I had all the vaccinations, but I might have to see if I can get another one. I need to get vaccinated against liberals. On last night's show, I had Laura Loomer on. Uh, to talk about her lawsuit against care and Twitter after last night's show, she went to Jack Dorsey, who uh, uh, CEO of Twitter. She went to his house, took a projection screen, <laughs> took a projection screen, and in front of his house, projected the names of everybody that's been officially banned uh, from Twitter. It was like, "Hey, Jack, you know, uh, what are you going to do about this?" So his response was to not. She's already permanently banned. His response was uh, to ban the Laura Loomer fan uh, page. Um, so, um, I actually, and the reason why I had her on is because like I said last night, even if you're not a fan of Laura Loomer, even if you don't care about Twitter, you really need to understand the big picture game that's happening here. How the left is partnering with the Islamists in this country, like Ilhan Omar, like we talked about earlier on the show to, to usher in, to transform us into socialism and they, and to, and to, they, and they can't do it. It can't achieve that unless they can shut us up. Those who see what the end game is and speak out against us. They can't see, they can't win the argument on the merits. So they have to silence the critics. So that's why it's important that we support Laura Loomer in this. So here's what I got an email last night. I've been telling everybody, email me at andreakshow.com if you've got a comment, right? So here's what I got last night. Hi, this is from Lindsay. I saw your Twitter and just wanted to come over and let you know that a race-baiting piece of blank like yourself has no business being on Twitter. I'm going to report your Islamophobic blank every single day until your account is no more. I did the same to Loomer and got the results the world asked for. You think people hate Jews? No blank. They just hate Loomer. People like you are what's wrong with America. You're uneducated, stupid, and pander to the least educated, all while supporting a lying racist that sits in the White House. You are race-baiting trash, as is that... 
F. Ugly uh, Loomer uh, and her boyfriend, Wall. Keep peddling your stupidity, honey, but remember your legacy is one of lies and sheer ignorance. I'll pray for you, but you can tell Loomer to F right off. This is what we're dealing with in this country. So I still have my Twitter account. Not that I care that much about it. I have to force myself to go over and do it. But this is this is the party of tolerance. This is the party of tolerance. They have done everything they can to financially ruin Loomer. And for what? Because she's exercising her right of free speech. This is the this is the kind of stuff that people are out in the streets getting run over for in, in Venezuela because they were stupid enough to think like this person, Lindsay, and to vote in a system of power that would run its truck right over this person's head and think nothing for it. Because this is the very example of a useful idiot. And this is what we're fighting to stop in this country. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks to my callers. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. We'll be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Love you all.